afternoon, good night, happy Hanukkah, happy snow day. It is Gigs and Girls with me, your host, Mikey Shiraz. Episode number two, if you were listening to episode one, just want to say thank you very much. Um, subscribe and shit and give me five stars and all that jism. Um, I was talking to my brother before I introduce you. I was talking to my brother about this. He's like, good. make sure you tell people to subscribe and to leave a good review and it helps you. I was like, going, cool, because I don't know shit about this. Yeah, I mean, how's anyone going to know that they need to subscribe if you don't say subscribe? Exactly. I mean, you know. But, yeah, so there we go. That's it. So, yes, like I say, this is episode two of Gigs and Ghosts. My guest today is Piper Dawes. Hello. She's a musician. She's a songwriter. She's a a podcaster, uh, a social media expert. You've gone viral. You've done it all, Piper. You've done it all. That sounds really good. Probably big me up quite a lot there. Well, this is good. Let's let's bring it down now and tell the truth. (laughs) No, this is is all true. I do my research. I know my facts. The thing is, Piper, this is how it's going to go here today. We're going to... We do this in kind of two halves. It starts with part one. Mm. We talk about Piper Dawes and your life in music. We're going to look in that rear view mirror and look at music past, where you've come from, what you did. We're going to look at where you're parked right now and what's going on with Piper and the world of music, then we're going to put us pedal to the metal, go and talk forward. about the sex scandal, yeah. The sex scandal, what's going to come in the future, <laughs> you know, and all sorts of shit. I mean, and then after that part, we're going to get spooky. We're going to talk about ghosts. Cool. Which is my favourite part. I mean, I do care about your music, blah, blah, shit, you know, good for you and everybody at home. Yeah, they want to hear about it. And truly I do, but ghosts... That's your jam. That's what I really like. <laughs> so, Piper, this is what I want to talk about. Um, let's start at the beginning. How old were you when you decided, look, music needs to be me. It needs to be my life. Oh, God. I mean, there were several sort of false starts with me. So I, when it was in year six, what, when was that? like? Year six, that's... Ten? Yeah, 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 yeah. I started playing the violin because I wanted to do something. I think I got obsessed with Vanessa May. Do you remember Vanessa May? I do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and I was very bad at it. And also I didn't go to the lessons or do any practice. So um, <laughs> so my mum my just said like, well, your dad plays guitar. Why don't he t- teach you how to play guitar? And I went, all right. <laughs> it's not as cool as the violin. I don't know why I thought the violin was way cooler. but Well, no, when I was at school, it was the cornet. Ah, you see. And I was like, I, I want to play cornet. And I was about the same age, about nine, ten. And my parents were going, are you sure you want to play the cornet? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to play the cornet. What, all, what all had the, you heard? What? Yeah, all the greats play the cornet, not knowing that Scar would be my future or anything. Right, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and then uh, they went and like they hired this cornet, which you had to do through school. And I went to one lesson, couldn't do it straight away. Quit. Cornet stayed under my bed. Oh. Stupid cornet. Shit instrument. It's it's not a trumpet though, is it? It's not. It's a stubby <laughs> trumpet. Who plays? Stubby trumpet. Are there any ska bands who play the cornet? I don't know. Well, um, Wobbly Bob did for a little bit because the I think the the guy that because we used to have two trumpets and one of them was just like I don't want to be second trumpet, <laughs> so, so I'm going to play cornet instead. Yeah. We'll get onto Wobbly Bob in a little bit though. Let's go back. You're racing ahead. You've missed a service station. We're still we're still here at the start of this journey. All right. Violin, Vanessa May. Yeah. Vanessa May said you were shit or something. Yeah, Vanessa May was like, yeah, not for me. Your dad and, was like... Yo. Yeah, so my dad my dad started teaching me guitar and then um, I... 
I kind of I kind of surpassed him quite quickly because he was he was a very casual player. He was just like I know a few chords. Yeah, go go with that. And then um, then I sort of got into Green Day and then a bit of Scar and and then I was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this in my bedroom. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, um, well, what's weird is that when I started going beyond just sort of like playing on my own, yeah, it started off with. Um, uh, so my my dad's a Methodist minister, and we 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 I was sort of in church bands for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and so that's how I sort of cut my teeth in the live circuit. Was <laughs> hey, there's a lot of money in God Rock. There is, yeah, there's a lot of money in God Rock. Like, yeah, and then the, the more bands I found out over the years, going God Rock band, you know, Creed, yeah, I'm a Pod, I love Pod, God band, yeah. Um, Others, who else? Delirious, Why Friday. Um, Sorry, say them again. Delirious. Don't know. No, that's okay. Uh, Why Friday? They're all right. Pete one one eight. Who? Are you making bands up Pete now? Peter one one eight. You're just Remember trying to make band? friends. They went viral a few years ago because the dude was really annoying, and he was like fifty, but dressed like he was thirteen. Oh, it sounds like most of the punk rock scene. <laughs> I tell you what, one one that I one that I did discover while I was I didn't realize we were going to get into Christian rock. Um, one that I did discover when I when I was younger was this band called um, Worldwide Message Tribe, and they were from Manchester, and they were a hip hop group, and they just like dressed like they were all from the nineties. This wasn't even the nineties. I do that now. Well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but it it was so cheesy. It was just. Do you remember any of the flow, any of the lyrics? Yeah, um, there was this track called um, Jumping in the House of God, which was like, jumping in the house, jump up, jump in the house, jumping in the house of God. Mm. It's very good, very good. That sounds like a banger. Um, Weird that I can remember that. I've not sung that for like maybe 15 years. I mean, there's that wicked um, Jesus uh, Scar track where it's uh, Scar Sucks by Propaganda, the music. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Jesus is my pal. Oh, uh, that's Sunseed. Sunseed. Jesus is a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's a banger. But yeah, the actual music for that, it is the propaganda song. Sky yeah, Sucks. it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But they look to be having a great time. Whatever mm-hmm. happened to them? What, propaganda? No, no, no. <laughs> Sunseed. Sun, yeah. Oh, well, the guy played with uh, uh, Goldfinger. Um, Goldfinger, now Jesus. No, no. The guy the guy who wrote all the songs for Sunseed, he ended up um, doing um, doing a tour as a guest for, for Goldfinger. Because it's like a, a Scar... Um, uh, meme now yeah like so so if he turns up at a scar gig no one's gonna go hey it's a god man no 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 of course <laughs> he's I mean, cool as fuck <laughs> yeah uh, like when you look at that video it looks like it's from the early 80s so i guess it's not no it's not it's not it was like maybe 96 i think holy shit yeah it's just they it's whatever was in their church cupboard we are learning <laughs> things here today <laughs> so you you cut your teeth uh playing in the house of god yeah and where did you go from there? So I um, I, um, I moved to Bedfordshire and, and um, my science teacher was in a barn dance band. And um, I was like, just set, trying to put the feelers out. This is year eight now. No. I was trying to put the feelers out, trying to find a um, a band to, to do a cover of War of the Worlds because I was obsessed with War of the Worlds at the time. Mm-hmm. Just had these little weird obsessions with different things that are com- completely unrelated. But then he was like, well, I've got a bunch of folk songs that are a lot easier. So I started a folk group. Um, what was the folk group called? Uh, it was called Jam Rock. 
strong name. Mm, which is not a reference to the um, the reggae song <laughs> by the same name at all. I wasn't aware of it at the time. It sounds like a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, and then and then I, then that became Elentari, and then that became Karis, and then um, I realised that Scar is a thing that exists, and and dropped all the folk songs. Um, <laughs> so how old were you when you decided? Folk is gone. Scar is away. Uh, that was probably um, first year of sixth form. So I don't know how old that is. But when you're about seventeen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sixteen, seventeen, something like um, that. Was that wobbly bob or? Was uh, wobbly no, that was before. So I was in a um, the first sort of proper proper band that anyone would have thought I was cool to be in was um, Fine Twenty Eight, which was so named because it was the uh, answer. Uh, it was the question that uh, the bassist couldn't answer in his um, GCSE maths. <laughs> That's how all good bad names come around. <laughs> it has to be something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Which, uh, like uh, last week I was talking, we had Carl from Barcelona Preachers and JAM, and we were talking about Shiraz and how why we were called Shiraz and how we became called Sharaz. But we almost changed our name oh, just before fonts left. And some of the fucking terrible names that people were coming up with Tower of Spite was okay. one of them. That's what um, I call my penis, Mikey. I don't know. <laughs> Article 24, which was the closest we got to the change. Article 24 is the right to party. The worst one, this was Fonts' idea. Oh, golly, exclamation mark, high school reunion. I like that. But then I come from... Really? Then I, oh, yeah. <laughs> then, then I stuck with the scar, didn't I, Mikey? That's you exactly did, yeah. on, on brand yeah. for me. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so bad. I mean, I, I think I would have quit. Imagine. Hi, where... Oh, golly! High school re- reunion. This is a song about a dog. <laughs> you know. I think he was into like, Panic in the Disco at the time and bands of exclamation marks. Okay, I might have a word with him next time he's in the bar. I mean, like, fonts, come on. Well, then he quit, you see. He quit. And <laughs> if he'd have left you with that name, that would yeah. have been great. <laughs> oh, God, it would have been so bad. It would have been so bad. Oh, well, we wouldn't be around now. No. 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 Sorry, I've just gone quiet because I'm just thinking about how... He's bad. reminiscing. He's I'm re- thinking <laughs> how bad the logo would have been and everything. Like, <laughs> Here's a big thing. We're going to drop the exclamation mark, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, let's get back to you. Let's talk you're, about me, Mikey. You're the guest. So after that... Wobbly Bob came into the world. Yeah, so yeah, I moved up to Huddersfield and um, was Ooh. for some reason just kept on with the scar thing. I was like, I just, just want to do a scar band. I don't yeah. want to do anything else. Um, I think because because I, I I grew up in um, uh, going to going to gigs at Club Eighty Five in Hitchin. I'm sure you played there before, yeah. um, and that was where I experienced scar in in real life. And I was just like, this is incredible. Like um, suddenly these really played there with Jesse James, I believe. Nice. Yeah. I never got to play on the stage there. I'm trying to get there with Carol, actually, yeah. like with Carol Hodge, but we'll talk about her in a bit. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, yeah, so I, I, I basically just watched this band play, and I was like, they're not... The guitars aren't going distorted. They didn't even have a brass section. They were a magic school bass. Um, and they, they they just played these sort of songs, and and it was like they were doing all the cool pop-punk stuff that I, that I liked, but all the guitars were clean and rhythmic. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? This is bizarre. Like, how are they getting away with this? They haven't even got a distortion pedal. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, it just blew my mind that that they were making a big sound with lots of groove and rhythm and stuff, but had the attitude of pop punk. But they, and and I I know a lot of bands do this sort of thing where they they go into sort of choruses with full 
distortion and stuff and then they go back and, and back and forth and stuff but mm. these these guys just stuck i think it was magic school bus yeah they just stuck to this scar rhythm the whole th- way through the set and it was banging so i was like yeah that's what i want to do i came up to huddersfield and i was just like uh let's start a scar band um it ended up being not a scar band to start with and really? uh yeah because i got into dream theater <laughs> oh no See, this is my thing. This is what I was saying. I, I, I just kept flitting from different things. Yeah. Um, I but thought, why dream theater? Oh, I don't know. Because you know what? If you if you get, I don't know if you've ever got obsessed with a with a with a complicated band like Dream Theater. Ne- but it, never dream it's got theater. diminishing returns. Like, e- like if you, sorry to any Dream Theater fans, but like, I don't think there's many. No. Well, not <laughs> listen. Oh, I guess they like spooky shit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. It's just a bunch of Dream Theater fans listening at home, isn't it? No, man, just imagine. Right, I bet they're going sick now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned the band. Oh, um, no, so so I was just like, let's do that. And then I realised I can't do that because I'm not... It's hard. It's too hard. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, hard yeah, I was like, let's... Let's yeah, let's let's do Scar. So I did. Yeah. Uh, so we started a band. Me and me and my friend Jay, who I met at Dorsal, um, and uh, we started Wobbly Bob. Um, Before going further... Is the beer named after your band, or the band named after the beer, or neither? Now, is the thing right? I, I, the, I, we're not really sure how we got to, got to the name. I think I came up with the name to start with because I was watching Big Brother, and there was um, Pete from Big Brother. Do you remember? Yeah, Brighton his, Pete. Yeah, yeah. So he, his mate, his bandmate was called Wobbly Bob, and I just heard the name come up on the telly. That's see. And so I was, I, I suggested it. Everyone said no. It's a stupid name, which it is. I will stand by that. Well, it's it a is scar band, though, so um, Yeah. But we um, we then went uh, to uh, I think we played a gig at the Grove and they had Wobbly Bob on there at the uh, the beer Wobbly Bob yeah. Phoenix Breweries sound out um, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and um, we don't remember the night so we were like well that's the only thing we remember from the night so and as a leader what you say is good so yeah. if you want to be called Wobbly Bob you be yeah. called Wobbly Bob yeah and if they don't like it. Fired. Yeah, I mean they were probably right because I kept trying to do some serious songs and and it never came across right because the name was still Wobbly Bob. I know, but you know, just the front bottoms, front bottoms are out there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Name, but what a band, and they do a lot of serious songs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You look at any any band when you get down deep into it, and you're like, the fuck does your name be? I mean, Biffy Clyro, hmm? named after a biro with Cliff Richard on. <laughs> you know. So, you know, it doesn't matter as long as you create the impression that you can do this. Is that real? That is real. No, I thought you just made that up. No, that's it. That's (laughs) that's an actual true fact. Right. So, um, yeah. So, so, okay. Well, fine. Okay. Wobbly Bob was fine then. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) We'll allow it. Stupid. How long did Wobbly Bob go on for? Uh, That was, I think, 12 years. It was a long ass time. Yeah. So you did quite a few records. I remember the album with the Wicked cover with you all. Yeah, you so we. On that cover. Thank you. We we red. essentially. Um, I basically went. We've got no money. What can we? What favors can we call in? What can we do to like have a really good album shoot and and not pay any money? So I asked my friend um, uh, Gemma Elizabeth. Um, I think she's Daisy Cutter. She does um, burlesque Burlesque stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She. she I was because she was getting into doing hair and makeup and stuff, and so I was like, hey. If I give you the pictures afterwards, can you do this for nothing? And she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Always <laughs> um, the best. And then way. we then we went into the photography studios in uni, mm-hmm. which I was not allowed in. Oh, 
We just we just went in and did it. Oh really? Just... <laughs> we we got we got a photographer who's a, who was a friend of the band um, called Matt Grumman who was in York, and he just turned up. We didn't pay for him. Um, he turned up, took a load of photos. We got proper hair and makeup in a proper photography studio, and we didn't pay a penny. Wicked. <laughs> Which is, I Perfect. think, great at the time, but now I'm just like, oh man pay your friends <laughs> like yeah, i yeah. do feel bad for that but like the fact that i blagged it i'm still a little bit proud of. <laughs> i mean it's, it's the punk rock way yeah, yeah 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 and then um so what year did wobbly bob come to an end That's yeah so we did um we we sort of released this our is where, where i'm confused because i remember booking wobbly bob and then after that i wasn't booking wobbly bob yeah wobbly bob wasn't there well what we did was we 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 got our shit together for one single yeah. We played. We headlined uh, the trans stage at Manchester Pride, um, and launched the single there. It did quite well, and we got a decent music video. And mm-hmm. then we kind of lost steam. I I moved to Hebden Bridge. Um, we we realised we hadn't talked on in the chat for like six months. So I was just like. I don't think this is happening anymore. Because <laughs> we'd all got busy with Gorkle. I want the deep goss. No, there's no deep goss. I want another deep goss. Give me the goss. All right. Well, <laughs> so so uh, there was a time when I, you know, without trying to offend all the band members, there was a we time when... We different names. We can, if you want, but they'll know who they are. Yeah. Um, there was a time when I thought it was like the perfect version of it. Yeah. When everyone could sing in the band, you know, there, were, there was a horn section, they all harmonised with each other. And and as good as everyone was after that, it just never quite felt the same for me. So that's when I was just like, do you know what? I'm going to move on and do other things. Cause... So you're the catalyst. You're the one who killed Wobbly Bob. Yeah. You run the stake through. That's my fault. Because I was blaming other members. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was someone else. Yeah, I mean, Joe is a bit of a dick. Joe the bastard. I Joe's the bastard the man. The Wobbly Bob killer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, good memories of Wobbly Bob, right? You played yeah. with a lot of legendary bands. Thanks to you, mostly, Mikey, actually. Because, like, what, what I do I, what I can. Yeah. So, um, when, I, when I moved to Huddersfield, I, I started going to the West, which yep. uh, um don't know if you know the West. Um, <laughs> I know it very well. I have vague memories. Yeah. And uh, you got us our first ever gig which i think was duncan from snuff oh billy no mates billy no mates well yeah. it wasn't actually billy no mates it was his solo thing oh right cool cool i forgot i put that mm. um i think uh, i've got the poster somewhere anyway. yeah work it out and then i did um then uh whoever was running the venue at parish at the time carl carl yeah he, he booked me in for mr work a day um mm-hmm. and that was i mean i have no idea who they were to be honest like i no, I'm not. I think it was one of those bands that just like did headline stages for a bit and then disappeared. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they that was fun. And then we did. You kept booking scar bands and then going on. Oh, well, Wobbly Bob's a scar band. Just you go see, boom, boom, boom. A, luckily, it's changed again now. Um. But um. Well, in the early noughties, scar was everywhere, and I came from that scene, so I, I would book a lot of scar bands. Yeah. And then. When I started booking them at the parish, no more scar buttons about, like in the yeah. local area. Including yourself. Like yeah, you we, stopped, we stopped. We're like, scar, kiddie music. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that. I, I still enjoy scar. 
But yes, and uh, yeah, you were always about. Yeah, so we had Sonic Boom 6. We had, um, I think we played with the Skins during that era. Um, mm. Jay of the Cat, definitely. Toasters, um, Toasters, Suburban Legends. Suburban Legends. And like suddenly we were just like, well, we're not even that good. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but you, it wasn't just in Huddersfield. You were getting gigs out of Huddersfield. Play- yeah, yeah. Us, we, so. we'd... Um, we we went uh, one one time we went all the way down to Brighton and that's the furthest we've been. Like, we, we we didn't we didn't want to go too far from home, but we we went all the way down to Brighton and um, did a headline gig at the Hobgoblin, um, yeah. and that was an absolute riot. We sold it out. No way. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck we sold it out. Good work. What was the cap like ten or no. three <laughs> uh, hundred? No, it was. Uh, I think it was two fifty. Yeah, it was, it's not bad. That's yeah, pretty good going. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember who spotted you? Um, no, it was just us. It was a three hour set because we did. Um, you take the piss. No, no. Well, this is the thing we used to do is we also used to go into sort of rural pubs and do um, sort of a half function, half another sort, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. And and so we'd do, we'd do a lot of um, two tone covers and then um, covers of modern pop songs in a star, Scar style. And like, I mean, I know that's the Scar vibe anyway, but we took mm. the piss with it a bit. Um, and basically the first half was just all covers. And then we're like, we'd get back on stage having definitely agreed to pay and then we go right these are our own songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah as long as the contract's signed do what you want yeah i mean you were lucky enough once to have me sing a song with you on stage yes i remember that which one did was it was it she has a girlfriend now? Yeah, well, she has yeah. a girlfriend now. yeah yeah it was. that was good and then but then so you personally killed wobbly bob so I did. Stamped on his head. So, look, I hate the rest of the people in this band. I want no, <laughs> I want no part of this. No, this, I love them all. This fucking band. <laughs> didn't, didn't you move on to doing EDM? I did well, sort of, yeah. So I, I did, um, for a bit, I did a stint. Electronic dance music. Yes, yeah. So covers, but it's an umbrella term for like dubstep, drum and bass, trap, um, psytrance, trance, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's kind of got its own vibe now as well. But yeah, so I I started doing um, a DJ night on Saturdays at Hebden Radio, um, just playing EDM tunes before people went out on a night out. Yep. It's like quite good fun. Um, started making my own. Um, realized it takes me about three months to make a track because it's fucking oh, really? hard. It's really hard because basically you got to in- make all the instruments from scratch and then play them and then record and mix and master them. Uh, like it's all one. Just pop pills and dance to it. Not yeah, the, the fuck no idea, no idea what we go through. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, did that for a bit, and I, I, I do still do that every now and then. I released. Um, a, I mean, I mean, we're jumping forward here, but it's it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm in charge. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah recently did a, a couple more tracks i did um under my psytrance name i did uh, which is slipgate uh i it's, did it's what, sorry slipgate slipgate yes named after the uh, little transporter pads in quake um <laughs> it's cool nerd shit yeah um <laughs> yeah i did a, a psytrance track um which is a remix of a track by simon g who is the dj at camel do you mean Simon and Garfunkel? No, Simon G. Simon Goulding. Simon G. Oh, I don't understand this sort of music. The... What? <laughs> I know Pendulum. They're good, right? Yeah. yeah they... I enjoyed yeah. them. Yeah. Um, in my darker history, uh, I went to a few raves, but... Drugs. Good. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you've experienced it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. I do a bit of drum and bass as well. Do um, I've got a... My other name is Floston Paradise, and I do... Um... <laughs> All these names! Yeah, that's a cool I like one. That name. I like yeah, that I thought name. you might like that yeah. one because Fifth Element, isn't it? Flushed in Paradise. Flushed in Paradise. You see, Fifth it Element is not a film I adore, but it's a film I've seen more than any other th- film because it always used to be on Film Four. It's the mm-hmm. only channel I had. 
So I've seen it loads of times. Yeah, it's one of my favourite films. Is it? It's good. Good times. Bruce Willis. Excellent. Um, yeah, so I do, do drum and bass under that name um, mm-hmm. and uh, do a bit of uh, dub production as well. Um, recently did a dub remix for the uh, sax player from The Slackers. Um, Ooh! Yeah, Eric Molina. Um, he's That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Did you ever play with The Slackers? Uh, no, actually. Um, they completely passed me by until very recently and then... Uh, Incredible band. Yeah, I go so far as to top five in the world yeah i mean I, I like this sort of revival thing that's happening now with mm. scar because it's the sort of first wave coming back yeah yeah i, I mean interrupters are doing sort of like a mishmash of everything which is oh they're cool. doing great stuff at the moment we talked about them and the skins last week mm. about barstool preachers and stuff but yeah yeah there's a lot of good stuff coming through at the moment and a lot of good stuff that people are taking notice of again like slackers yes yeah. they made their huddersfield debut a few months ago yeah which yeah is freaking beautiful I enjoyed that a lot. I did not get a ticket. You should have just come along. I should have just come along. Yeah. I think I was busy. I can't remember what I was doing. But... Too busy for the slack. I know, I know. And then, so EDM, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I did that for a bit. Um, then lockdown happened. This is where we're going to talk. This is where you started going viral. Yeah, it's weird this, isn't it? It's a bit weird time did, in my life. I did some crazy stuff over lockdown. So, I yeah, I was like... Um, I just moved back to Huddersfield and I did not know what to do with myself because mm-hmm. I was like, either I, because I'd, I'd been made redundant or no, I think at that time I was on, uh, what's it called? What was the word? The other um, R word. Surf and bird. No. <laughs> uh, blamange. No, when, you get, when you're technically still at the job, but they're paying you not to work sort of thing. Oh, that, yeah, that thing. I mean, I've put the whole thing out of my head, so I've forgotten yeah. all the words. In the, in the lockdown time, hey, you're getting blah, blah, sugar. Did it begin with P? No, I think it begins with R. Pergulator. Yeah, I was pergulated for a bit. Yeah, it's right. There's a word. Yeah. Um, write in. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Um, yeah, so, so I, I wasn't working for whatever reason. And then um, so I then I got made redundant and I was like, shit, I, I'm not allowed to leave the house. I've got to do something. Um, so there's a... Scar group of like 16,000 people, something like that on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And we just all send memes to each other and it's funny. Um, So at some point I was just like, can we not harness the power of this group? There's got to be some players in this group. Yeah. Um, If you want to do something, send me a message. And I got, God, I got like 200 messages. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Managed to whittle it down to about sort of 30. Um, How did you whittle down? Um, most people said they didn't have recording gear or they didn't, because it was going to be remote because they're all over the world. Um, Most of them didn't have the the right equipment or the time or the inclination or, you know. Well, I got taught a big life lesson as a child to do with books. It's always judge a book by its cover. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. So do you like look at a picture and go? Oh, I profile all of them. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I um, so basically managed managed to basically realise that there were a a good set of maybe twenty five, thirty people that really, really wanted to do it. Um, And so I arranged a cover of Panic at the Disco's. um, Ah, shit! What's the song called now? Is it closing the goddamn door? No. No, it's the other one. Um, one. It's. It's gone. Um, but anyway, it was a very... Imp- <laughs> it was the first one we did. It changed your life. Shit. Um, that, that one didn't go viral. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we did a cover of Panic! The Disco and um, it was good bouncy fun. Um, and who um, was in it at this time? So, um, some of the names. Ooh, uh, so 
um, my boy Joel, who is um, Joel. Joel's amazing. He's a sousaphone player um, who's got Scottish in his blood. So he was like, he's, he's American. So like, <laughs> he, can't, he can't just make shit up. He plays a sousaphone, which what is a sousaphone? That's a made up word. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a it's like a very, 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 very big trombone. It sort of stands up on top of your shoulders. Yeah, but like, yeah, a tuba. So we'll go with a real word. He plays a tuba and <laughs> he's not Scottish. He's going to kill me. Um, he's, he's, yeah, well, he wears a kilt. Um, so he, <laughs> he's in it. Um, um, Eric Molina, who is from the Slackers, yeah. uh, also plays in Memphis Cafeles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shit tons of names that have all Andy. gone there. Andy, Andy from Andy B in the World. Uh-huh. And, formerly um, Fandango, formerly Mr. Zippy. Yeah, and I'd be All Stars. Yeah, all sorts of bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's a fucking legend. Lovely. Um, he's actually uh, WhatsApped me today and I need to reply. He's actually WhatsApped me about five times over the last two weeks. And I keep, oh, when he's on it, he's really on it. He's <laughs> one of those people who uh, sends you messages, but it's a voice message. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, not a text. Yeah. And like, that freaks me out. Yeah, just like, am I meant to do that back? So I'm always like, yeah, just call me. And then I won't answer. <laughs> well, no, who, nobody likes to talk on the phone. No, just send me a text message. It's 2023. Come yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Grow up, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so we also had uh, Sean Dickens from um, Fighting Evil is Cool, yeah. um, who we played with Wobbly Bob. Um, uh, Tom and Eve Crab from um, Lead Shot Hazard. Mm. Very good ska band. Um a few more names. I mean, they're they're all on the uh, all on all the YouTube descriptions. Go and have a look because I've got terrible memory. But so during lockdown, you did quite a few covers. Yeah, we then, did then, a lot. And then suddenly, you went viral. Yeah, so like, we did crazy um, viral. I think it was our third single. We did Misery Business, and I I didn't think that was our strongest track. Like I didn't think. It, I mean, it was good, but it, people love that song. Yeah, they do. And um, we went viral first of all in Peru, <laughs> which, as you all know. Massive scar scene in Peru. <laughs> massive scar scene, massive paramour scene. Um, Haley okay. Williams uh, is Peruvian. She is, yeah. yeah. She's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we 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 um, we got like I think it's two and a half million reach on on that uh, on that track, which was insane. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, right, well, I can't, I can never get get that again. So I was like, what? How can we top that? Let's do something stupid. So we did. Um, so I said to them, "What if we tried to play the fastest thing we could?" Mm-hmm. And um, and someone someone said, "Well, what's the hardest song on Guitar Hero?" And they're like, "Fire in the Flames" by Dragon Force. Yeah. So I said, "All right. Well, we're not up in the tempo like we normally do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it at at speed. I think it's two hundred and forty four BPM, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's staying there. Um, I'll write out the fast bit." And then if uh, the trumpet players, particularly Toots, who uh, used to play in Wobbly Bob and lives in Scotland, she was also playing trumpet for us. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, she said, I'll give it a bash. If, I said, if you can play that 16 bar bit that goes really, really fast, um, then we're, we're, we'll try it. But at the moment, it's just a silly idea. And she literally was... I don't know. She was in a shack in Scotland. She's filmed herself doing it. I've got the video somewhere. It's really funny. all Scottish people are in shacks. I know. My dad's Scottish. I know this. Shack yeah. people. They're shack people. That's that's the real name for them. Mm-hmm. They're not really Scottish. They're shack people. Well, Scottish, well Scotland as well is Scottish for shack. Yes. Shackland. It's true. 
Have you been listening to my podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so um, she like, literally had the, the, the notes for two hours and then yeah. sent, sent me this video of her just playing it pretty much flawlessly on the trumpet. This, this like that. thing that's like written for guitar just played mm. perfectly. And I was like, I didn't even change the key. Just perfect. Um, so I was like, okay, guys, um, Toots has set the, uh, set the bar there. We've got to do it. So we did it. It was really good. It was very good. It was all right. We did, we all dressed like Warhammer characters. And <laughs> yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and I got a, a Sony VFX like fire <laughs> thing with like lots of fireworks and explosions and stuff, and just shoved that on the video. And the rest is history. And it was. Did Dragon Force hear it? Um, do you know what? That was the one thing that I really wanted because Herman Lee, yeah. um, guitarist from Dragon Force, he he does reviews of covers of Through the Fire and the Flames. Yeah. On his Twitch channel, and I was like, well, if we're gonna do this. We need him to see it, and one of the things that meant that we it was so easy to market this um, this project, which is called Housebound Scar Collective, by the way. We Did we mention, not say? No, that? we didn't mention that. Yeah, there you go, um, Housebound Scar Collective. Uh, yeah, so we we um, we have this way because there were so many of us, we could just market on mass mm-hmm. without putting much effort in. Um, we all messaged him, we all got him on Twitter, we all messaged him, like never responded. Oh, no. Never, never looked at it, and oh. I, I think he's still to this day. I don't think he's looked at it. Oh, that's, that's the happening. only scar cover, the only brass cover of Through the Fire and the Flames. Well, uh, playing on. He's here tonight. Yeah, the first, <laughs> first of April. That band, Vigil. My books about the parish. The bassist, she's in Dragon Force, so show her. Oh, there you really? go. Dreams come true on gigs and goes with Mikey Shiraz. Vigil of Evil? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, she's uh, the bassist in Dragon Force. Oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll pop down then. Yeah. Tip me, Sadie, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And did you do any more after that? Yeah, so we did... Um, uh, I mean, we, we did a lot in between that. We yeah, did... Yeah. Um, uh, you did Rage. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. That was one of my favourites. Um, it was like a Scarcore version. It was a bit more sort mm-hmm. of gritty. I did a black and white bit in the video. Right. Very cool. It's what means it's uh, it's it's core. That's yeah, the it's, core it's bit. Hard, it's hard. It's yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we also did... Um, my personal favourite was uh, Green Day, uh, Welcome to Paradise, because mm-hmm. we took that and um, for me... I'm sure, Do you like Green Day? I love Green Day. I, I like Green Day. That song, I think, is quite boring. No. No, okay, I, right. I think you're wrong okay. there. Well, uh, I think Duke is one of the most perfect punk rock. Yeah, fair enough. That's okay. But like, I for me, I didn't get enough enjoyment from it, so I basically wrote a whole new melody for the. Because usually, if you're so going to do a, more talented than Billy Joe is what you're saying. I am, yes. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I was like, well, when we do, when we choose a scar cover, it's basically got to have a melody that isn't the vocal, so that the horns yeah. have got something to do. But this didn't. So I was like, right, well, I've got to write one, um, and it ended up being a lot of fun. Um, but then we then we got attention from one of my absolute Scar heroes, uh, Scartoon Network, um, mm-hmm. who does Scar covers in their bedroom. Um, and they, they messaged us and just went, do you want to do a collab? And I was like, fuck yeah. Yes, we- <laughs> <laughs> um, as it was, they had um, like problems with the vocal cords and like couldn't um, sing um, when we needed it doing. Yeah. Um, but I was like, do you know what? It's fine. We'll We'll just... Just, just play, play an instrument. So they played like um, trombone on it and um, did like a little pre, 
video for us and stuff and it was really really sweet like and it was just nice to have that room yeah yeah on our video because it's a room that i'm really familiar with with all the posters in the background and everything like it's very cool um and yeah so the the cover we did for that was um uh gorillas uh feel good ink yeah and all uh, that so we obviously we've got a lot of talent in the group beyond just music um a lot of them are illustrators so i was like Mm -hmm. if we're gonna do this track We've got to become cartoons at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we somehow... Did you pay them? We did. No, fuck off. They're in the band. Come on. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, we... I mean, we, we, we all got paid for the Patreon. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, they... <laughs> 20p (laughs) but yeah they um they 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 basically said yeah we can do it but it's no more than 30 seconds at the end of the video because i don't know it takes time yeah yeah they're doing it live their arm gets tired yeah of course um so we we, yeah we did that and uh it looked great i mean it wasn't obviously it wasn't like gorillas but like it Mm. it it looks really good and i was really pleased that i cried when i watched it did you absolutely lovely yeah it was sweet (laughs) <laughs> if you're not watching this on youtube mikey just gave me the most horrible little look no that's nice man it's, it's good uh, music is it's good when music makes you cry but hmm. it wasn't a music it, was it a wasn't cartoon. yeah it was and cartoons have made me cry yeah it was the fact that we achieved something i think yeah that no, that's good. good that's good do you think you're gonna do anything else with it we, take it well we road? just we 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 we've sort of slowed down a lot because everyone's back at work now mm-hmm. um because we were putting out one or two a month which mm-hmm. was insane because i had literally nothing else to do yeah yeah. um so um that's not happening anymore it's maybe one or two a year at the moment mm. um but uh we've recently done um blinding lights um uh you know the weekend do you know that one yeah yeah uh, so we did that, and I. Oh, we, dude, dude! I thought that was from the eighties. It does sound like it. Yeah, it's not. Um, so we wanted to take it on the road. We definitely did. Yeah. Uh, we looked at a very baseline because I'm not very good at budgeting. I was like, how much would it cost to get us all in one room anywhere in the world? Yeah. Um, and it's about thirty thousand pounds. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, right, Greg. So let's start a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do what you did with Wobbly Bob, sack them all and set up something new and just take it as your own. Yeah. Midi horns. <laughs> Midi horns. But you you won't need a, a sumagrufone player. A sousaphone player, no. Yeah. no. Yeah. There you go. And so, so moving on from there, next stop, is it the Carol Hodge? Um, well, we uh, while, while I, we can go back a little bit, while I was in lockdown, I also did a podcast. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah. I mean, it's not music. It's not gigs. No, no, no. But you do do a podcast. Uh, I did. Is it over now? It's over now, yeah. We got fed up with each other. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Was, no, I mean, it was just a bit like we wanted to just hang out as friends instead. And of it was just killing like, the friendship. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, it was just like, because, I mean, if you've ever listened to that podcast, it's just me being a fucking idiot and Chris making up facts. And nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But it was the only interaction we had. Mm-hmm. And he was my best friend from school. So we rekindled over over lockdown and started doing these doing this thing. And it was great for about eighty six episodes. And then we were just eighty six. Yeah, we did quite a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it wasn't listeners. No. Um, 
But it's really good. Go. I was really proud of it, to be fair. So it's basically, if you've ever heard No Such Thing as a Fish, the uh, QI podcast, mm-hmm. um, they pick four favorite facts from the week and then talk about them. Um, we did exactly the same thing, except the facts weren't true. Yeah. And um, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that got through maybe four or five episodes and were just like, how do you know this? <laughs> how do you know all these things? <laughs> Donald Trump released a perfume called Trump. And yeah. with, the, with the tagline Trumps, Trumps, Trump, other Trumps. <laughs> he's believable though, because you know yeah, yeah. Donald Trump's a piece of shit, and he's done a lot of bad things. Although we did have one, they keep coming true. There's these weird ones that we were made up, made up, and then I'd send Chris a link every now and then, going like, "We are, are we gods?" Because <laughs> we, because we we did one where um, Trump did. Um, <laughs> Because we we liked taking the piss out of Trump on the podcast, that was mm. quite fun. And we said like um, that that Donald Trump released a top Trump deck of, of and of there cards. here we are, and here we are now. And he's got yeah. NFTs. And the the Photoshop job that I did were on the on the artwork for the episode was literally Donald Trump looking muscly as fuck as a giant over the White House. Imagine if he saw that and he was just like. But yeah, but that's the thing. If if anyone's been paying attention to the news recently, he's just released a bunch of NFTs and they look exactly they, like my artwork oh, and it's ridiculous. so weird. Because <laughs> we were like, man. what's the most ridiculous thing that's more ridiculous than Trump that, that could never quite be, mm-hmm. you know, he'd never quite go that far. And we picked it and he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't think he can. He will ever go too far for himself. He yeah. he had Trump stakes at one point. Do you know stakes. He had, he had a stake company. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. He had a Trump University. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which Trump, wasn't real university. Trump all. Airlines. All these things have just failed. Yeah. Failed. What a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid Trump. So yeah. So that was a podcast. You yeah. Can, you can still listen to it and shit. You can. Yeah. It's all on Spotify and Apple Music or whatever it's called, and then uh, yeah. all the all your all your all your good podcast things and then we reach carol hodge then we reach carol hodge so um also during lockdown you guys at the parish you started um doing a magical uh live gig thing the empty venue sessions empty venue sessions which were brilliant you had uh nosebleed that opened them up i think wasn't we did we had yeah we had some great bands come through yeah yeah absolutely fantastic um we did our first ever gig at that empty venue session. We did. We did. We, um, we did a little socially distanced practice and then went and did it. And um, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It went really, that well. Really I think it was one of the highest viewed. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, and we also, I, I think Ed set up a camera that was just pointed directly at my crotch the whole, mm-hmm. the whole gig. Um, which was great because my trousers broke. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just lower the strap a bit on my guitar. It's fine. <laughs> that punk rock power stance. Yeah, it's just because my zip's gone. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, uh, tell us a bit about the Carol Hodge band. So Carol Hodge, if you don't know already, she has been cutting her teeth on the live circuit as a solo artist for a very long time now. And started when she was 15. Started when she was 15. She now 56. is... She, she's bloody not. She'll kill you. <laughs> she's false. She'll have your bollocks off. Um, <laughs> For 25 years, she was telling me about this. Yeah. 25 years yeah. of playing. That's amazing, yeah. And uh, you'll you'll hear more about Carol Hodge in another episode because she's coming We will. We did record an episode with Carol Hodge, which was meant to be the first one, but technology happened and it didn't record, which is a pity because we, we had a really nice chat. It was, like a, it was a long chat. She told me some mm. great stories. The ghost part was exceptional she got some great views 
don't know if you'll you've got to be as good as her okay well i'll do my best um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you've been you've been touring carol hodge lately and stuff and yeah so we've um we we went around the uk supporting uh, an americana band called uh sarah borges and eric amble and they were fantastic mm-hmm. um we had loads of fun it's, it's actually considering how long i've been playing for and i know you had carl on who's done everything but this is my first ever tour I know. Really? My first ever tour. Wow. Yeah. Do you like it? Fucking loved it. No, right. Yeah, I was like, as soon as we got off it, I was like, right, um, obviously I need a few days break, but I want to go again. <laughs> no, that's the thing you see. When we first did our first tour, we'd been with each other for every day. And we got home after tour, and on that first night, we also just started messaging each other going, do you want to go to the pub? Because it wasn't the same not being with each other. So we all went out and met in the pub and just sat there going, post tour blues. Oh, no, it's horrible. It's it it's, it's not good at all. It 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 really does hurt because you're just like these are your, these are your, these are your housemates and they've just abandoned you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. The the band we played with. Um. So it had the the, the Eric Campbell was the guitarist from the Joan Jett and the Runaways. Uh, sorry, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Sorry. Sweet. Um. And he was just super lovely guy. Yeah. Um. He, got, he used to get up on. He was getting up on stage and like he'd introduce every song for about twenty minutes before he'd play it. <laughs> it I love just, it. We, at first we were just like, "Who is this guy?" And then we realised that he's actually really, really, really sound. <laughs> and we yeah, just yeah, fell yeah. in love with him by the end of the tour. <laughs> Brilliant man. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked out Sarah Borges, beautiful singer. She's great. But Carol. Carol's my gal. She is fucking brilliant. And Phenomenal. I'm really pleased with, with that, that fucking, she asked me to be in a band. It's mad. She speaks very highly of you. Does she? She that does. good. <laughs> I'd hate to speak I highly of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd hate for you to go like, well, it's not, it's interesting you say that because she thinks you're a dickhead. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No, she, she hasn't said that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Well, I've had a lot of fun with, uh, with, uh, with this because I do, um, a lot of the sort of uh, programming for the for the tour as well. Yeah. Um, so I do the um, uh, I've got what she calls my magic box, which is a um, like a it's a rack of, of stuff. Um, and so she goes plugs her mic into that, and um, when we do harmonies, her harmonies are bolstered by the guitar chords, which put a choir yeah. of carol around carol, and then we've got some sort of string synths and stuff to build up, and like triggered by the guitar, and I get a lot of tech involved, and it it's makes very clever. It makes my tech head very very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good fun. Piper's a nerd. Piper is a nerd. But yeah, good, good. It works. It works. I mean, I've seen it live a few times, and I love it. I really enjoy watching. it. I really enjoy listening to it. I really love watching how Matt is in a new metal band. Yeah, he's um, Matt's the bassist. Matt is um, Matt is uh, yeah. He's, he plays bass for for Carol. I've known Matt for bloody billions of years. Twenty years, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember because he used to live with me. He did. He did. Um, when he <laughs> fun story about you is when uh, when when you first told Matt that you can live at the Wobbly Bob House. I think was what you said to him, <laughs> and, and and he was like, oh. Because he didn't know me at the time, and he went, "What they like?" Because he told me this, and he, and apparently you went, um, "They're a lot." <laughs> <laughs> I meant there's a lot of you. <laughs> he took no that. He took that to. Bastards. He was like, "Shit, I'm going to Party Central." Oh no! <laughs> 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 and he turned up, and like I, my mum met him before I did, and he was just in his boxes, high as balls, and like <laughs> my mum just went, 
you must be Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and I hadn't met him at all at that point. And like, um, I was moving my stuff in and stuff. And like, he um, just, I think he just went off to, to his bedroom and stuff. So I didn't see him until the morning. I brought him a cup of tea and he was just like, I was expecting you to be, I don't know, like partying or asleep for like three days or so. I did, like, it's one or the other with you, isn't it? And I was like, what's Mikey told you? <laughs> I'm like, have the tea. It's fine. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tea person. It's okay. Now I'm going to go downstairs and have some meth. Yeah. yeah the meth was the secret thing. Yeah. Your dad, well, your, da- your dad's a meth. Oh, yeah. My dad's a meth. No, he's a meth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's a crystal Methodist, yeah. Yeah, the crystal Methodist. That's it. I knew it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. We got the, but that—that's you today. That is you right now. You are in the Carol Hodge band. Yes, get, going out and doing yeah. some more tours. Yeah, well, um, we've got we've got a few sporadic dates booked. Um, Sarah Borges wants us back in summer when they come for their tour, but I think that might be under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there now. She's mentioned it anyway. We, yeah. It's not necessarily a definite, but like. So 100% you're touring in the summer. <laughs> We'd like to. And yeah. basically, the fact that they said, we like you enough to bring you, to bring you yeah. back on if you want to, that was nice. I was yeah. just like, cool. And then I said, this is my first tour because I thought I'll pick my moment to say that. And she was like, oh, it doesn't seem like it. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're so old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> but yes. So that was the music portion of the podcast with you, Piper. Now shit's going to get spooky. Okay. I reckon there'll be some little bit of music going on here. Then we're going to come back in. Piper. Do you know what, Mikey, actually, before we go any further, I was actually considering, like, just for you, because I know you like scary shit, I was going to do a dubstep remix of the, the, the theme tune, but I didn't have enough time. Lazy. Because I know See, how you yeah. love your dubstep. I do, I do. And, uh, get some chickas on the go. Yeah. We'll do that in the future. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, I'll maybe send it in. Oh, I'll tell you what we could do. We could do it as if I've done it. And then if I get it done, then... So By what... Sunday. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think of the dubstep remix? I would have been great to hear, but... <laughs> I, that, I, was, I that was the magic of editing. That would have been when it... Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry. No. Are we still friends? <laughs> yes, yes. So, but let's start this ghost section of the podcast. Piper dolls. Question number one. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? Tricky. Um, so mm, nothing wrong with tricky. It's uh, so the the whole sort of concept of ghosts as a fully formed package. This is you know if an experience happens, it's part of this whole folklore of ghosts. I don't buy into. Mm. However, I do think that. Um, you know, however long ago we all thought the earth was flat, you know, who's to say we know everything now? We definitely don't know everything now. Mm-hmm. There's stuff we don't understand. Whether that's um, the residual memory of a person or if it's the, if it's spirits in another plane trying to contact us, then who knows, maybe. I, I don't know. But I think it's okay to say I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it's fine to say you don't know. I think it's where a lot of people do go to, but why do you think people have such an obsession with the idea of ghosts, the paranormal hauntings, this whole sort of thing? Um, I think for some people, it's, um, for some select people, it can be a bit of an ego thing. It's like, I can't deal with the idea that I don't understand this. It's the same same reason people don't believe in ghosts, I think. It's, it's, it's the idea that 
no, it has to be something explainable. Therefore, it's ghosts. <laughs> so but that's it. That's it. There's those people that, but then there's the people who have also got that ego that say, well, I know it's ghosts. Well, because it is ghosts. Because it's ghosts. Because, <laughs> like you, yeah. Because, you know, you know, uh, I'm going to say, like, um, I don't know what you like, what your belief is like in other things. I mean, do you believe in UFOs? Um, so that's, that's a weird one because, yeah, there are unidentified flying objects. Do you mean, do you believe from in aliens? Aliens coming from space. Um, I don't know. It's probably the same, same, same with, same with ghosts. Cryptids. Same um, that's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the cryptid thing comes from, um, internet folklore now, like with, uh, with like, uh, like Slenderman. That's a weird one because that's literally a creepy pasta, but people have actually, someone actually fucking killed themselves because of. People have murdered people because of Slenderman. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Those girls who like murdered the mate. But that, that tells me that there's a lot of, um, like human fuckery going on that, mm. that actually, that, that actually goes into a lot of this, um, this folklore and a lot of this, um, this fear of something that isn't real. You see, but. Because you know Slender Man's not real. Yeah. Because it's it's a creepy pasta. Yeah, yeah. However, are, if people are going to treat something like that real, then it def- definitely sort of all has to come from somewhere. Mm. It all has to come from somewhere. I remember when I must have been about six years old, and um, there was a noise outside my house, and I remember like it was yesterday. Um, my dad went outside and called my mum out, and my brother, my, my sister. Uh, my other brother, they all went out because this noise that was going on, I was not allowed to go outside and there was something. We lived by this wood and there okay. was something. What sort of noise? <laughs> Creeper. They said it was like this. That's my new ringtone. <laughs> uh, some sort of like, it was like some sort of creature. Okay. You know, no, no fur or anything, just naked. And it was just weird well you saw it I wasn't allowed out but they all saw it okay they all talked about it that's a hell of a drug (laughs) (laughs) your dad was there (laughs) but yeah it's like um, you know know, I think I I believe in cryptids uh, black eyed children ooh you see you know ooh do you know what like regardless of whether or not I think the the whole that that whole thing is is real they are the concept just terrifies the shit out of me Mm. if I was just like, you know, every, like if you're in a room on your own, like the thing I look out for behind me is black-eyed children. Like that's, oh, yeah, thing, yeah, you know? yeah. that's for some reason that really captures my 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 fear senses. Especially at nighttime, um, like uh, in my living room, I can see into the kitchen. I can see the back door, which is glass. Mm. And you know, I try and not look at that because I'm I'm always scared at one. I'd day, be covering it. I'd be I'm covering gonna it. look, nope. and there's gonna be some black-eyed child just like going. Yep. What a bad do that would be. Mm. Oh, God, I'd hate that. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> but uh, like we were saying, like, uh, you like said it like it's an ego thing, but people do love to talk about ghosts. Yeah, I think there's I think there's also some, like, for everyone that's just a bit of a dickhead about it on either side of the spectrum, mm-hmm. like, there's an equal number of people who genuinely just have a faith in ghosts, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, because it is a faith, really, isn't it? Like, if you... I mean, obviously, I have a church background, so like, I'm going to think about it in those terms. It is, it is a belief system. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's okay. Mm. But it's like uh, you were saying. You, we talked. I uh, touched on this with Carl last week. Like, if you're out somewhere and you start say a ghost story, people always get involved, and everyone seems to have this 
well, most people seem to have their personal story or whatever. And, and he was saying about Mia, said that she didn't believe in ghosts, and then told him the most terrifying ghost story of something that happened yeah, to Yeah, so I mentioned this to Mikey on the ride over, and it, 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 that I went to a party with um, a bunch of girlfriends from Parrish, and they, they all... We're telling these ghost stories and um, one of our friends, Mira, I think it was Mia, um, she was like, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe it. It's all rubbish. It's all rubbish. I've never seen a ghost. It's bullocks. Absolute fucking rubbish. And and then she came at the end and she was like, after hearing everyone, she was like, oh, I did see one thing once. And it was just like fucking something about a, a ballroom that she went in in her grandparents and, and like there was this dancing couple going around the room and then one of them like held out their hand to her and then disappeared. And I was like, that's insane! How did you think that, like, you've never had a ghost experience and then you just fucking pulled that out of the hat? Yeah. Like, but that's the thing, isn't it? That's There's always one person that doesn't believe in any of it. And actually, if you dig deep enough, they've probably got some sort of experience that they, they haven't thought about. Well, yeah, about. it's like uh, one of my friends, uh, I won't name him because I don't think that's that's very fair because uh, he'd be pissed that uh, if people found out that he believes in ghosts. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. But, uh, um, where he lives, he was like going. He's always we used to talk about ghosts, and he'd give the old bullshit. Mm-hmm. Where's the proof? Yeah, 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 yeah. YouTube photos, the proof's out there, baby. Uh, but it was like saying uh, things started happening in his house. Like it'd be things like uh, he'd come home and the keys would have moved from where they were in the kitchen to another room. There's only him and his missus and her kid there at the time. Or uh, the vacuum cleaner had come from the cupboard into the living room and was just in the middle of the living room. Hadn't backed up. It's a cruel, a cruel ghost. Uh, uh, one night, um, they were in bed together and they woke up and the wardrobe was on top of them. The whole wardrobe. No, wardrobe, no. I... He couldn't breathe and he woke up and started panicking and the full stand-up wardrobe was on top of him. So he was like, Ugh! and he was trying to think of excuses. Going, oh, maybe we were drunk. Going, were, you, were you drinking that night? He's like, No. So that's the thing that annoys me, right? And I no disrespect to your anonymous friend, um, but but like that's what really annoys me is that there's there's an explanation that is bollocks mm. from people like that, like and you know I I've had I've I've I've, I've had friends uh, again I won't mention names, but like I've I've had friends that that have had an experience with me in the room, and then they will say. Oh no! The 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 actually, I found out from my dealer the weed we were smoking was um, laced with LSD. Or <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Um, or or like, um, or, or it was it was actually like that 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 tumble dryer that kept the door closed in the other room, um, and and we couldn't open the door or whatever, even though it should have been the other end of the fucking room. Well, there there may have been like an earthquake during that time, like you know. And I'm like, what planet do you live on? Mm. Like the the excuse that you're inventing is less likely than ghosts. Oh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's stupid. I mean, um, with this one, with the wardrobe, and they got the wardrobe off, and, you know, say he might have pulled it on top of it, did he also take all the clothes out and put it on the other side of the room? Because they were at the other side of the room, mm. all against the wall. And then he told me this other story, which chilled me to my very core. And so he sat in the living room uh, with his missus, the kids, the kids asleep on the chair, Oh, also the uh, the kid used to always uh, get shouted at because of, for bouncing up and down on the bed upstairs. But then, so okay. so she, the mum would be shouting, up, like, "Stop messing about on the bed!" It's like, "I'm not, I'm not." They're doing it. They're doing it. Oh, so much so that when it's he like was the Enfield haunting all over again. Oh. <laughs> but so much so, like uh, one night she went outside with her daughter and stood in the garden, 
until he got home from work at like midnight because it was just all this banging about and bouncing and stuff. On so the she realised in the end that it wasn't. Oh, she believes yeah, she yeah, she yeah. knew it was real because she 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 was living in it, but he was just uh, being so stubborn. Mm. But he was saying about he's like maybe I was just really tired, but um. One night, like I say, he's watching TV and uh, he's sat on the couch. And it's one of those living rooms where there's a doorway with a staircase going up to the bedrooms. And he, he felt, he could, you know, when you notice something that went out the corner of your eye. So he had a little look and looked, saw something, looked back, trying not to think too much of it. I'm just being stupid. But what he could see was the bottom of a dress and two little feet. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly, you know. Oh, no. And he's like, you know, he goes, maybe I was just really tired because, you know, go some bullshit, blah, blah. Yeah, but yeah. he's like going, uh, I was like, and how long did that stay for? He's like, about three hours. Just there in the corner of the room, he could see these little tiny feet, the bottom the bottom no. of what, a nightie or a dress, just there, and every so often felt like somebody was like peering around at him. And no, 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 yeah, no that's yeah. horrible. Know, it's, but, it is awful. But, it's but then awful. to go from that to say, like, oh, and it's bollocks. I mean, they don't live there now. Mm. They move next door for some reason. <laughs> you know, that, you know, no, no, wrong. No, we should, just the house wasn't the right house for us. Yeah. So we'll move into the identical one next door where the wardrobe doesn't jump on you. <laughs> and this little jerk girl doesn't watch you while you're watching TV. God, like it's that's haunted furniture, like the furniture that moves in your house. Did they live in the Beauty and the Beast castle? Is that what it is? No, no, it was a terrace. Okay. <laughs> it was a terrorist. No, 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 terrace. Terra. Terrace. Oh, ter- the house was a right. Yeah. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but as you were saying, you're... no wonder you're leaving him anonymous, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> but um, you were saying your dad's uh, a Methodist minister. Yes. Does he have any good ghost stories? Uh, well. It, the thing is with um, with dad, like, there's because he's like a pillar of the community. There's a lot of things that he has to do he's that a aren't. He's a pillar, pillar of right. the community. He has to do a lot of things that um, it, it's it's essentially like doctor patient work. Like, there's a confidentiality thing, so he didn't tell me a lot of things, but he did sort of anonymize a few things, and he was basically sort of saying like he has to do a lot of. Um, uh, not he wouldn't call them exorcisms, but like just basically saying a prayer in the house to just make sure mm. things are safe and stuff. Um, but he didn't really tell me anything specific, so like I don't have any from him. I do have my own. Let me hear, Piper. Let me hear your ghost stories because um, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> so, well, we because of um, my family being here, they are my dad being a Methodist minister, we lived in. The Methodist equivalent of uh, a vicarage, which was like a Methodist manse, uh, and a it meth was lab. a meth lab. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so it's usually a large house, so you can accommodate church meetings and things. Yeah, yeah. So it means it's usually quite old. Um, so it comes with its own ghosts, obviously. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, when I moved to Bedfordshire, in because we used to move around every eight years or so, mm-hmm. um, but just because of the way the churches worked, um, driven out by the locals and the ghosts. Yeah, exactly, like pitchforks and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> we we moved to Bedfordshire, um, lovely little house in a, a place called Biggleswade, um, and uh, well, it was a lovely big house actually. It was quite. Mm-hmm. It's a point. Um, there was out the back. There was this. Um, big grey granite build like underground building thing which was essentially like an old 
Anderson Shelter, but made of granite. Mm. I think it's called a Matheson Shelter or something. It's, it's a lot more like a permanent version of a air raid shelter. Yeah. Um, my dad built a, a model railway on top of it because that's the sort of person he is. Um, but he also put inside it um, a load of World War II memorabilia because he thought, well, it would be great to have like scout groups around to have a look in the air raid shelter yeah, and yeah. stuff like. Um, so they did that and they had like a... Um, one of those uh, trapeze table type things just in the corner Um, and me and my friends decided one day to do a Ouija board Um, I know this is how they always start and it's no we had a big thing about Ouija boards last week and Mm, yeah the thing is one thing we're learning very quickly is don't do a fucking Ouija board no because I'd lived in the house for maybe two or three years with absolutely nothing it was a lovely friendly inviting warm house and from the day that we did this Ouija board, everything changed. You unlocked the ship. And I really believe that I did. Like, yeah, whatever that means, dollars. whether that's, um, an, uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm very open to what it could be. But basically, what happened was the table collapsed while we were doing it and we shit ourselves. Mm. Nothing, nothing moved. Nothing else happened. Just the table collapsed. Mm-hmm. And it, so you didn't get to say goodbye to, on the table? We didn't we didn't say say hello to anything. Nothing oh, right, moved. Really? Nothing happened at all. We were just still for ages. Finger on the glass, and you know I have my own reservations with how Ouija boards work because mm-hmm. there's a lot of neuro linguistic programming that goes into like where like subconscious movements and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm a bit sort of eh, about that, but I do think something fucking happened because from that day that we did that, we came out and just shit ourselves basically. And we're like, yeah. this table's collapsed. Whatever. From that day. Every single night, I'd go to bed and my wardrobe would rattle. Ooh, I don't but like only, that. only at like three a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the witching hour. The witching hour. Yeah. Um. So I, 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 I'd just sort of freak out a little bit and just my mum would be like, "Don't worry about it. Just go to sleep." She'd come in, and she'd. I can't really remember because I must have been like twelve, thirteen. So um, she'd probably say a little prayer or something and just sort of settle me down, and then um then go go away but what started to happen was as she'd leave the room she'd go past my brother's room my brother's got a little uh, remote controlled fire engine um and that fire engine every time she walked past the room it would start blaring and going off like the sirens on it would go off and it would just zoom across the room and so my mum my mum would just go she'd go in and go Tim what are you doing my, my brother um, and he'd just wake up and go what is going on sort of thing um so she'd Turn the turn the thing off, take the batteries out, and go to bed. And this would happen every single night. Why did she keep putting the batteries back in that fucking fire engine, man? Yeah, well, the thing Jesus is, Christ, um, she wouldn't put the batteries back in. <gasps> the batteries were back in, but my brother was. Why didn't she throw it away? I don't know. Like, yeah. I think I think my brother actually he he's quite stubborn. Um, yeah. he's a lovely boy, but he's very stubborn. So I think he was probably like, no. I'm not having someone take control of my fucking toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so so he kept it, but like the batteries would just be on the side, away from away from the thing, and then th- it'd go off regardless. Sometimes the batteries would be in, sometimes they wouldn't, and it was just whatever the case, it was going off every single night. And we just got we were just like absolutely at our wits end because we weren't getting any sleep. You know, it was just it was just so really your mom frustrating. Was having to do this every night. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So did she like see this? 
wardrobe rattling and stuff. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it was more a case of she, she was just like, it's just cars going past, stop Mums panicking. Are cool, mums yeah, are cool. they don't want to freak you out. Yeah, no, exactly. That's it. But like, they're what, the, but things got to a point where no one could deny it anymore. So we, every time my parents moved around the furniture, every like every three months or so, my mum would just go, I want to change the room around, mm-hmm. and she'd move stuff, and there'd be all of these scribbles behind the furniture on the walls. And me and my brother were like, I mean, yeah, my brother was like eight or nine and I was mm. 13, maybe 14. So like, we, we, weren't, we weren't dickheads. We, we were nice kids, you know. Mm. We, were, we were, you know, pretty, pretty average kids. We wouldn't lie. We, wouldn't, we, we were good. We were brought, yeah. up, brought up Christian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, we wouldn't be doing that. And apart from anything else, none of us could move furniture to scribble behind. Mm. Like, it wasn't a thing you could do. So my mum would just be like, what is this? You know, we put this furniture here, and then when we moved it away, it's got all these biro scribbles. And they're, it's a lot of mess on really nice wallpaper. Yeah, so she yeah, was quite yeah, cross. Course, yeah. And then they, the, what really came to her head was when they got this new, well, new to them. They, they were antique collectors. They, they loved buying antiques. And they bought this gorgeous Victorian two-poster bed. And like really ornate posts with like the the what's it called the curtain that goes around the pillows yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And um, she was with uh, my auntie was staying over because they'd helped us help to move it up to the bedroom. And and my mum just went, um, oh, do you know what? Whatever this thing is, I hope it doesn't draw all over my bed. And the next morning, <laughs> my mum woke up, and there were no scribbles. But over the bed head, on just her side, just above where her head was, was biro pinpoints. <gasps> oh my word! All all around where she'd been, and and she was just like, "That's that definitely was not there last night." Oh, I looked oh. all around that bed for because you know they they valued it, they bought it, they, yeah, it was an undertaking, you know, it was expensive. So they, they there was not a scratch on that bed, there was not a mark. And the next morning, it was just covered in these biro marks. Um, so, my dad said, "Oh, I'll, I could do, I could do a, I could do a prayer or something, you know, yeah. so get get rid of it." Uh, and my mum said, "Do you know what? No, it's a child. Whatever this is, it's a kid. It's playing with Tim's toys. It's scribbling on the wall. This isn't some scary demon or anything. This is a child." And I was just like. My mum yeah. has just humanised this, and that yeah, like yeah, yeah. suddenly it's real. Because I was in the room and she was talking about it, and her sister was still there, like my auntie, and she she just she just said, "Right then, let's go and have a go." And they went upstairs, and my oh mum my just gosh. stood by the bed, and she said, "Right, I know you're here." Before you go on, your mum sounds cool as fuck. Oh, my mum is cool as fuck. <laughs> Pam, she's a legend. <laughs> I love my mum. Hi, mum. Um, she'll probably watch this. Um, yeah, so she, her, and my auntie just stood at the end of this bed and just went. I know you're here, and you can stay here if you want, but don't you dare ruin my stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> we thought, because Dad was like, "I'll get rid of it. I'll get it out of the house." And Mum was like, "It's a kid. It probably lives here." He does that burning <laughs> sage. Yeah. Like, yeah. The so, secret book comes out. <laughs> but then, literally the next night, yeah, um, we're all we're all awake for some reason um but my mum sat- screams <laughs> yeah there was no more no 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 playing with toys nothing we were just sort of sat up mum was sat up in bed and plain as day and again my mum is not someone that makes shit up mm-hmm. um off to off to her left shoulder there's the the entrance to the room and this little boy comes in 
wearing, um, you know, w- uh, wartime clothing. Oh, look, you see, look at that. Yeah. You know, he's got the cap and he's yeah, got yeah, all, yeah. yeah, the school uniform and everything. And he comes in and mum just turned around, about to tell Tim to go back to bed, you know, because she was like, oh, it's just Tim up. And this boy looks at her and she just goes, oh, I thought you were, I thought you were Tim. And this kid apparently just goes, no, but I'm just as good looking, aren't I? And then disappears. Oh my And gosh. that that was it for that one. <laughs> um, except um, a, a week later. Oh my God, that's we, we, no, so, so, <laughs> so we were waiting for someone else to happen. But mum was like, no, he's gone. Like, And she was a bit sad actually, because she was like, it's just a kid. And now we've kind of chucked him out of the house and he's homeless. And I'm like, mum. It's a ghost. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like it's probably gone on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and um, uh, so we were all waiting for something to happen, but nothing did for ages. Uh, but like uh, like a week later, it had been snowing and my mum opened the back door and there was a child's footprints in the snow waiting at the back door. Wanted to come in. That's what she thought. Oh. And she went, Martin, <laughs> come here like, to my dad. And my dad came running and she, was, she went, he's back, he's back. The, the boy's back, the ghost boy's back. And my dad came in and he looked at these footprints and he just pissed himself. And he was like, that's a cat that's been sat outside waiting in the snow. Because <laughs> you know, you've got the little paws yeah. and then you've got the legs. So it looked like a child's footprints. And she was like, oh, you're right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was getting really creeped out when I heard about this little cold ghost boy stood outside. But the thing is, with, place, with, with places like that, they do sort of... Whether whether you believe it's ghosts or not, they hold something. They hold yeah. something there like and, and, and attract something. Because they're so old, and we, my parents are bringing in antiques all left, right, and centre mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, we had... Um, I mean, I, I came home from school once, and, um, and I could smell cigar... Uh, uh, pipe smoke um, really strongly, and... And my dad said, uh, I, I told my dad, and he said, and he said, that's really weird that you just said that because, um, and I, can, I forget his name now, but one of the church stewards who smoked a pipe had died that afternoon, and dad was about to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, just a yeah, little yeah. aside. Like that was just a, I think just houses like that hold stuff like mm. that. Um, but um, that actual house, uh, it was built by a guy called Mr. Kitchener who used to live opposite, and he moved into this little house just to keep just to keep watch over the house weirdly. Um, and we knew him really, really well. We were really good friends with him and stuff. Um, and uh, my nan, my nan came and stayed, um, this is months and months after this, the whole incident with the little boy. Um, my mum came, uh, my nan came and stayed, my mum's mum. She stayed in the spare room. My dad's, as I've mentioned, he's, he's like a bit of a, a railway fiend. Yeah, I yeah. think it comes with the territory. If you're if you're a, if you're a reverend, you know. Um, but yeah, love them trains. he loves them trains. The spare room, um, not mum and dad's room because she wouldn't have it. But the spare room had all of these, all this railway armour, and including like loads of electromechanical clocks and bells and things that would have been signal stuff for in in signal boxes and stuff like yeah. but they're not, none of them are wired up or anything they've long since stopped working and you know the the the, the bells like they have they have ringers on them but they they're not hooked up to anything so yeah. but these things are just all around the room and if you did walk around the room you, the floorboards would move things and you get a little bit of a boop, boop, ding, boop, like, mm-hmm. um, but that's it um and again um three in the morning we were all just sat up in bed um 
and uh yeah we suddenly just out of the silence all of the bells went off oh really and i don't mean just they went ding ding i mean it was literally like an alarm every single one in that room was going ding 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 and they wouldn't stop and we went in there and we were like what's going on what's going on Nan, what's going on? She was like, what have you done? Why are you pranking me? Like, <laughs> she was freaking out. And we were all like, really sort of like, what's going on? And it's bang on three in the morning. So we were like, shirts. Um, and we all tried to settle down, went to sleep. Um, and then, you know, in the morning we were getting breakfast and stuff. And um, we got a knock at the door. And it was um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kitchener's son. And he said, uh, just to let you know, dad died at three this morning. Oh my gosh! Just saying goodbye just, to the just house. Just popped in and said bye, guys. Yeah. Oh. It's nice, that, isn't it? It is, but also scary. Yeah. Little and bit. Didn't left a letter. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> don't, don't freak out, Granny. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, and I think that was it, really. So, yeah, I think once he'd, once he'd, once he'd passed on, and sort of said goodbye to the house, mm-hmm. or I guess. I guess that's how we interpreted it or whatever. But yeah, like, yeah. You know, that I couldn't really work out. Even now, I can't really work out any other way of interpreting, interpreting that. Well, like, I think there is an explanation. Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <a> <laughs> Everything you've just told me. Ghosts. And, yeah. Well, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. We've been talking for a while now, but thank you very, very much for joining me for episode two. Have you enjoyed it? I've loved it. It's better than Nuke's Top 5, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, damn right. Well, <laughs> Nuke's Top 5 is special, just being slack at the moment. But, Piper, before we go, um, Carl started this last week and I want to carry it on. Uh, would you bang a ghost? No, I mean, I mean, well, maybe, actually. No, I did think about this last night and I was like, no. But then you'd mentioned um, the Ghostbusters thing. Yeah. And it was like, oh, do you know what? I mean... Do I get to see the ghost? Yeah, I think so. All right, well... Otherwise, it's kind of weird, isn't it? If they, if they ask nicely, if there's a consent involved, then yeah. <laughs> May I have sex with you? <laughs> and before we go, one more thing. Do you want to see the ghost photo? Ghost photo? Uh, yeah, I'm going to show each guest. Um, if you listened last week, you know about... Um, I yeah, I know exactly what it is. I'm just trying for continuity. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know the story. Uh, my friend over in the States showed me this when he stayed in a hotel. A screenshot. And have, I, have, I, have I showed this photo before? Uh, you have, but I think I was on a shift, so I was very tired. Okay. I don't really remember. Oh, my Lord. That's not it. That's not it. Where's it gone? I've done a lot since last week. You've not got any clothes on there, Mikey. I don't on that one. (laughs) (laughs) And here we go. There's a photo. One day I will show you at home. Is he real? He's real. Oh, right. So he's not... What the hell is that? Exactly. To me, it looks like an old-fashioned old lady. I'm not allowed to show... No, no, no. I think eventually I'll, I'll show... That is insane. Isn't it? Um, have you had a play with it to brighten it up at all? Mm-hmm. That's mad. Yeah. And like you say, he, he wasn't a big believer, but thought it'd be funny and have all these... But it does It does look like when you've got the little bustle at the back as exactly. well. Exactly. It, it looks the, the like... Hair, it's like... It reminds me of... Um, 
It's like some Nanny old, McPhee or something. Some old Disney lady. Yeah. Cartoon. Yeah. That's that's insane. Send it to Nukes Top 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you. Uh, check out everything Piper does. A Carol Hodge band. Um, Housebound Scar Collective. Wobbly Bob stuff still up. Wobbly Bob stuff is on Bandcamp. Wobblybob.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all free now because... Um, well, we did. We, yeah, fuck it. It's not a thing. Why not? Um, we also, uh, also um, piperdoors.com. I have um, my own production company and I also do social media management. Um, if you look at Slipgate or Lost in Paradise on any of the streaming services, that's my dubstep and, uh, sorry, drum and bass and sidetrack stuff. If I remember, I'll stick some links in the descriptions. I was meant to do that last week, totally forgot. But yeah, so thank you for joining me. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been Gigs and Ghosts with me, your host, Mikey Shiraz. Um, like I say, go find us on all platforms. Um, subscribe. Leave a wicked review. And we'll see you for episode number three. I won't tell you who the guest is going to be yet, but it'll be a beauty. Ooh. I can't believe you got Morrissey. It's mad. Oh, not having that race. <laughs> <laughs> spooky dookie. <laughs> say <Yeah>. spooky, Piper. <laughs> Let's see how I stop this. I think you should leave this bit in. It's great. I can't do it. Where's the arrow? He's got. You got no mouse. Oh, nope. oh, where was it? Oh, it's there we go.